In this episode, I get to talk to my good friend, Ali Kazi. He was the inspiration and got me into singing. He asked me once, Hey dude, can you sing this song, um, Chehra, by Vital Signs? I was like, absolutely. So I set up the song and I set up my microphone and I just sang along and I sent him the audio. And he's like, dude, let's do a band. So here's the little um, chat we had a while back and just wanted to share with you guys. And let me know what you think. Welcome to a new episode of Hacks and Hobbies with your host, Junaid Ahmed. Alright, hold on, let me... Mic check, one, two. We got Ali Ghazi on the line. No, how's the guitar sound right now? It sounds... Sounds good. So now with the, let me let's just do a test of the, uh, just just a little thing because sometimes like in doing singing, you know, then things go loud and sure. you know, not loud. Oh, no, that's that looks distorted. It Hold looks on, me... distorted, but. You're closer to the mic. I hear you more than the microphone does. Yeah, this is a headset now. This is um, I'm not using the audio interface anymore. Yeah, because that, that audio interface was the audio interface was doing some uh, damage, huh? We we weren't getting enough volume. Yeah, we weren't getting the, your um, volume. Yours. Maybe there was some processing happening. I don't know. Probably. So man, what's going on? It would have been nicer if it would have been nicer if that worked out because that's you, just you know. You need a better. That's my recording. You need a better interface then. Yeah. Jello. Anyway, what's up, dude? What's happening? How are you? Uh, just woke up a little while ago, having my chai. Uh, it's it's still morning over here. I know you guys are probably having lunch now. Um, we had a little late breakfast, so not too bad. So you had a late night last night too? Um, we, we got home by like one o'clock. Oh, nice. Right. What movie did you watch? What's that? What movie? Oh, I thought we started already. Yeah, we started. We're just, uh, mm. getting some chit chat. Um, the movie, uh, that I watched, I rewatched was, um, Edge of Tomorrow with, uh, Tom Cruise huh. from 2014. Um, is that the the new Mission Impossible? No, no, no. That's the new Mission Impossible is called Fallout something. But this movie uh, was this movie was Tom Cruise um, reliving the same day over and over, uh, kind of like Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day meets World War Two meets Alien. Uh, okay. It's a combination. It's pretty cool. And that's a lot of different meetings. Yes, man. everybody's meeting in the middle, and it's <laughs> like holy crap. That's going on a lot in the movies right now. A lot of these, um, you know, uh, kind of reinvention of the same ideas as before. Because it's safe. They want something that's safe. Yeah, they want safe. to bring in that old audience back. Like oh. You like mm -hmm. this movie? We're gonna redo it and see what you think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get it because a lot of the new ty new type of movies that are sort of twisted and dark and stuff. They, they um, it takes a little to get adjusted to. It does. So tell me, um, how'd you get into music, man? 
I don't even know, man. You know, it's something, um, something that goes back for a while. Because uh, as a kid, you know, I was able to, like, find some kind of a keyboard and, you know, just imitate mm -hmm. tunes of many different yeah. songs. And there was only, like, like a very, uh, I wasn't, like, totally into music. Okay. Um, but there was just basically a particular, you know, band or group or singers that yeah. that I would really like and I would get addicted mm -hmm. to it. And those are the kind of things I would start imitating. But, you know, just never, I didn't, I didn't get, I don't think I got my first guitar till I was uh, oh, wow. maybe 19 or 20 probably. That's when you had yeah, your own money. I was 20. Well, even then, because like, I was just a student, I didn't have money, so I got a free guitar actually, and that's because. Um, so you know, uh, yeah. I didn't. I heard Junoon for the first that's time in late, '96. Bro. That's so late. You know, uh, uh, that is late. Because in yeah. LA, we weren't getting mm. the stuff. You know, like in LA, the uh, the only way to get music from Pakistan was, especially. The non, you know, non-mainstream because pop bands are, yeah. you know, essentially yeah. non-mainstream. Yeah, rock bands, especially, right? Because mainstream yeah, is Bangla and Bollywood mm. and you know, filmy stuff. That's any Pakistani gathering you go to, you'll have right. Indian Bollywood music, right? Or you know, Bangla music. And then I had some vital signs, uh, uh, you know, yeah, when I was overseas because uh, I was born in Riyadh. Oh, I didn't know that about and, you. Um, I didn't know you were born in Riyadh. We we were there. Yeah, I was born in Riyadh. Yeah. So, like, you know, uh, there's three of us. There were six brothers. There's three of us that were born Got in it. Riyadh and three of them were born in Karachi. Because, you know, yeah, yeah, mom yeah. and dad going back and forth. Uh, work life is in Riyadh, vacation, and yeah. real life was in Pakistan. Yeah. So... You know, but we were mm -hmm. in a Pakistani school, um, yep. same same school as yours. And over there, you probably remember too when yeah. uh, the little Pakistan first came out back in '87. It was kind of a wave. Yeah, people were all over it. So that's when I I mm -hmm. got curious too. And uh, vinyl yeah, size actually had a huge impact. You know, you know, sometimes like you remember in the in the in the Simpsons, every now and then, you know, they'd show like. Uh, They'd, you know, Bart or Homer would have an experience and then they'd zoom in on it and then they'll show yeah, like yeah, all yeah. these images and stuff and <laughs> their eyes would be wide open. <laughs> be like, whoa. Yeah, what I mean, uh, I don't watch. I don't that's watch the kind of experience much, it was. I, I think I've seen it a couple of times. Yeah. You get what I'm saying though, right? Yeah, yeah. They're like awestruck, right? And then they, in, in, the, in the show, they kind of show that experience, visualize it. Um, that, that's how it was. That's how it was yeah. uh, listening to Vinyl Signs. Especially the deeper, like everybody was listening to the commercial yeah. ones, the Dilla Pakistan and Gori Ranga Zamana. But then when you put the tape in and you, yeah. you start listening to the deeper tracks, the, like, like, you know, some of the darker smoke. stuff came yeah. up, you know, like Jehra. And, and it was like, whoa. So that, that was, was that experience, yeah. man. Um, you know, I still, I still think about Jehra all the time. And anytime I, I'm, I'm singing, you know, I'm singing Jehra along. Let me ask you this: Like, do you recall the I, first time you heard it? I I think I well, the do. The first few times was, when you heard that it song. It was I think it was in a uh, sometime in '87. I was I was visiting Pakistan. Yeah. And I heard, hmm. um, you know, I heard the little Pakistan, and I heard um, uh, Ranka Zamana or right. Everyone's singing yeah, that. Yeah, everybody and was singing that. There was another that. song that I can't remember at, at the moment but at, uh, either it was a strings song or a probably yeah oh, but okay. um yeah those were some mm. good memories and, and so you, you remember the experience though like because this was the, it was this was like was out of the different. ordinary man this was fresh and it was different and, and then it had we, an impact, we got introduced you know? to Ali Hadder and Sandesa and Karar I think Karar was one of the yeah, top yeah. songs we were listening to Back in '87, when I was visiting, because yeah. yeah. my because uh, my mom was my my cousins were in Pakistan. So anytime we visit them, and you know mm. they know all the hit songs. So I remember visiting like an audio store and picking up all these audio tapes, and I, then I brought those back to Pakistan to Saudi Arabia. And I was like, "Wow, this music yeah. is so 
hip. And I remember in school, um, there was a couple guys, and they somehow got keyboards, and they were like proficient, and then like playing, they're playing the uh, little yeah, bug sound yeah, at this yeah. at the event, and I'm like, oh my god, it's so cool. Yeah, I you know exactly there, which right? event you're talking about because uh, at least two of them were from oh. my uh, my class. Uh, yeah, at least a couple of them were from my class. And they, they, there's like four or five of them. They had big keyboards and everybody's yeah, playing the same melody, chord, like taking turns playing the same melody. But it was, was they were playing the keyboard like, or something. something. Like, yeah, it was. It yeah, was, yeah, one was, of those big ones. Exciting. This was, yeah. uh, this was a scene in Riyadh, man. And then what's scene, funny, scene right? My the dad was like totally, <laughs> totally against like, no, you're not getting into any music. <laughs> like, but I want to. He's like, no, you're not doing no music. Yeah. Like, okay, fine. <laughs> and then I came here and then, and then I remember when you asked me, like, hey, can you sing this song or whatever? <laughs> <laughs> But you know, you know what though, let me about like, you know, for people like us yeah. in traditional and conservative households. That's why I appreciated like Vital Science and Junoon so much because you know, before um the only Desi source of music that we well, had see, was, was that's Bollywood. The other thing about Bollywood, right? My my parents weren't that much into movies. Like my dad was like totally against movies, but my mom was like, Yeah, we'll yeah. watch some movies here and there. And that, so I remember watching like Shaheen Shah and like yeah. uh, all those Amitabh Bachchan movies. Yeah. And yeah. so I know some songs from there. And I probably the, watched the... something back in Pakistan when I was growing up because um when my my pupu when she got married she moved to america but she 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 almost like raised me mm-hmm. when i was growing up and i was singing mm-hmm. some uh Bachchan song when she was leaving and i was like so uh-huh. so so devastated i guess that i was singing the song and I, I don't remember <laughs> this memory at all, but I've been told about it so many times that, you know, yeah. it's like everything's through memory of really? other people. Like I, maybe I was really like scarred that yeah. I just deleted all these memories from my head. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. But you get my point though. I mean, that's because Bollywood was no, not, it was you not know, clean. clean. It was, uh, you know the the music. Then they they have these things, these yeah. things called item songs, right? With you know, practically well, belly dancing, that's, and yeah, that's, women that's and hilarious all that stuff. because that was considered not clean. So if you look at Bollywood today, <laughs> right. they've crossed the line, man. They've crossed the line. Yeah, it's, it's, yes. uh, they've come a long ways. Let's let's say that, man. <laughs> so I mean, that's why like some of these. Um, some of the Pakistani, uh, especially like the, the, yeah. the world class artists like Vital Signs, Junoon, Strings, those guys were yeah, were. were good for us yeah. because we could identify with them. We, we understood true. their message; it spoke to us. Um, and you know, they, they didn't really violate didn't. any of the values that we were growing up with. You know, so it was it was good. So it was our yeah. thing. It was our identity, basically. You know, so for so for me now. Um, 89, I think, is, is when Vital Signs probably put out the album. Mm-hmm. Little Pakistan came out in 87 as a single, and yeah. then in 89, they put out the album. And uh, so the year after that, uh, we had moved to the U.S. And um, so I didn't really have anything yeah. except, like, my uncle here mm-hmm. had a Vital Signs uh, tape. So that became like the you know the tape that I would you know put it on in the in the boombox and whatnot, listen to. And then you know. Uh, so the only source of getting music yeah, out of there was, you know, exactly. if somebody's going to Pakistan to say, hey, okay, you know, there's a modern music yeah, movement taking tapes. place, bring me some tapes. <laughs> um, bring me some tapes. So that's when I started seeing Ali Heather and uh, music channel charts and some of these things. And then, then I started making yeah. more friends that was kind of migrating out at the same time to the U.S. And then we got tapes from them. Yes. So I got, I heard Awaz. Uh, you know, with yeah. Asadam and his guitar. No, we had no they idea. Didn't know who the hell all these people were, but you know, they were the making music and, decent music. Yeah. And, then, and that's the case right. right now too. Like, I mean, not anymore, but like growing up, you're like, I like this kind of music. I don't know who's singing it. I don't know who, because we barely, yeah, because we barely got 
to see okay who the names are we just enjoy the music and and right. it made, i think it was because it was kind of a taboo in my household you know no music so mm-hmm. i remember had i i, I had a but even even like because it was almost taboo in my house too. But then you know it's, you still have tapes yeah. and videos yeah. that you could just pop in when you know when you get a chance. Exactly. You could get it from other people, and, you know. And so now soon afterwards, like um, there was a couple of shops in Artesia, um where had they had Desi music, and so they started slowly getting some of these um, tapes from Pakistan. So I remember picking up tapes like Milestones. Uh, probably Sequencer's first album I picked up from there. And they would kind of, I think they would just randomly get it because I didn't, I don't think they had buyers for that stuff. Sorry, God. But if you spend, you know, enough. No, no, nothing. I'm just trying to keep these kids quiet behind me. (laughs) (laughs) We're good, we're good. So I, I remember like if I spent enough time in the shop browsing through everything, I would probably find one of those tapes. You know, or, or a CD. CDs were out back then. It's like, now we're getting towards the midnight news now, right? So, mm-hmm. now it wasn't until when I was in junior college, I um, uh, met this guy, Irfan, and Azam. Because uh, they were going to my college. Azam was here in... Uh, and they had... That's right, he was in Torrance. Yeah, yeah, El Camino. And... Yep. So they started telling me about all this stuff, and then they're the ones who, who oh. gave me the first Junoon album to listen to. Uh, Junoon, the the, no, the interesting thing was that Vital Signs yes. had this Muchewala yes. guy. I didn't know his name. You know, back going back to 1990 when we were in, yeah. uh, had migrated to US. So at, randomly at some party, I heard somebody talking about Vital Signs. So you know, I listened in. And somebody said, "Oh, you know, they're they're all, they're done. They're broken up. The the guy with the mustache left. There's no mustache. And he started his own band, which is pretty good. <laughs> yeah. And then so I, when I got uh, copies of the second and third album, I see there's no mustache. Yeah, there's a guy with the glasses and like Tegan's. Uh-huh. That guy's gone. So I don't know uh-huh. their names, and you know I don't know who they are. So now by '96, uh, when I started listening to, when I got copies of this, you know, I'm like, oh, I saw the cover. I'm like, Same oh, dude. Snap. That's that one guy." <laughs> I heard about he started a group and it, somebody said it was a yeah. you know a really good group, and um, and then there's this kid, twenty one year old kid, and um, the the group Jupiters, which I, I didn't really care for because they only yes. had one decent song. <laughs> yeah, so somebody goes, oh, that's a singer from there. I'm like, whoa, wow. So you know, bands broke band, up yeah. and formed another brand. That's no, that's uh, not too bad at all. So, you know, so I started listening to Junoon and uh, just started getting addicted to it and started yeah. knowing. So there was a lot more guitar work, or guitar-centric work in that. So, you know, um, uh, every now and then if I get a chance to see a video, I'm like, oh, this is badass. You know, yeah. they're just busting out these riffs and solos, man. This is awesome, right? Um, so that's, you know, the uh, enthusiasm and the indulgence towards yeah. the guitar instruments and the rock instruments, that's when that grew, it grew with Junoon. Because in U.S., no. I wasn't really no. re- listening to oh, any rock okay. music at all. Back in the, I didn't, even though yeah, we were dude, in the days Nirvana of and Nirvana. Uh, uh, the top, yeah. Pearl Jam was like the biggest thing. And, you know, I had uh, f- um, friends in school that cried in, back in 94 oh. because of uh, the Cobain suicide. Yeah, I don't remember that. Right? Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, the the whole uh, yeah. 90s rap was coming up, right? So my, my first exposure or my first thing that I liked in American music was… Um, oh, really? You know, NWA, Snoop, Dr. Dre. Ice Cube was still my favorite rapper right now. And, you know, so That's, Power 106 was, was a radio man. station. I, I was never into in, that, LA, you know. That. Starting up, uh, so… Yeah. When starting up… Since I had visited um, uh, California back in when I was in '85, and I again came here in '89, both times yeah. my my uncles they were into music. They would listen to like Bon Jovi and Michael Jackson. Right. So I grew up listening to these guys, and even in, in Saudi Arabia, I would listen to Michael Jackson, Bon yeah. Jovi, um, all you know, Madonna yeah, yeah. And, and whatnot. So Madonna. I was into rock and roll. 
in fact um i remember um <laughs> a couple of my friends that that now live in um toronto we would play shock to the heart and you're to blame loud in in his room oh, nice. and you like rock out singing this song <laughs> you know so i was like all into rock and roll and so when i when yeah. i moved to the states um in 95 uh, i was listening to like um kiss fm and some rock stations and then i was also nice. listening to 104.5 which is smooth jazz or something not jazz but um classic rock or or smooth rock or whatever but yeah i i yeah. was i followed these guys from the yeah. beginning i mean i wanted to get into instruments but since i was shunned i was like all right fine i'm just gonna listen to this music and i i remember i would used to make yeah. like 130 minute long mixtapes in my double tape decker and i would oh, i would wow. buy these 120 minute tapes nice. <laughs> and i would i would open up the open up the cassette and i would fuse the, the tape together and i see how much can i fit it <laughs> <laughs> it's maximum music time <laughs> and then i would tape all the songs that i liked on it yeah. it was uh good times man yeah, oh, yeah, music yeah. music is uh yeah. it's a power so i mean a lot of times you can hear some of the songs that yeah. would like be around you know but you know the the other yes, station that, that was i was listening was star 98.7 which was not but they weren't really playing no, they any, weren't playing anything edgy, just, like edgy they, they used to play all this safe stuff, yeah, like you yeah. know, for for prep school kids and you know, yuppies. Probably and they do. still do, I think. They're not, you know, they've kept it clean. So they were playing like you know, Third Eye Blind and you know, uh, some of these bands that were kind of you know simple, you know, Wallflowers and uh, the, some of these VH1 type of uh, groups that were kind of safe for for kids. So they weren't. It was K Rock yeah. that would be playing, you know, Nirvana and Soundgarden and. Stone Temple Pilots and all that, and there was a. So it was funny that I didn't listen to any of that stuff, even though it yeah. was like right there parallel. I was listening to all the rap, and mm-hmm. it was a gold rush for both of those genres, mm-hmm. right? The '90s rock was, I think, it was. Yeah. I prefer '90s rock over the '80s rock because I feel like '90s rock does, brings in the co- combination of that '80s, you know, metal and that um, the idealism yeah, and never... the the melodic. Uh, tones of the 60s and 70s. So it was a combination was. of 60s, 70s. It was a combination yeah, of 60s, 70s, and 80s. 70s, 80s and music that's why either. I liked it so much. Like Chris Cornell. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, later, I got yeah, into it. I got into it late. Older, like, okay, I'm, let's I'm still check out this 80s music. Yeah. Like, I didn't discover Beatles till you know, three years yeah. ago. I know I've, I had heard a few songs here and there on, you know, uh, some of these classic rock stations. Well, and they're like, oh yeah, this about is nice Beatles. Beatles. Is, is I but then I went after watching Beatles, a couple of documentaries. And I was like, ah, I don't yeah. know. I'm not into this. Because <laughs> I really love the 90s rock. I, I yeah. you know, Third Eye Blind and um, right. Semi Charmed Life, right? And then there was another band, uh, yeah, yeah. Goo Goo Dolls. There you go. You know. Good. Yeah, yeah, they are. And, so and these same are all with uh, No Doubt, right? Yeah. No Doubt was in there. So all these alternative no rock doubt. is what they called yeah. it. Yeah. There you go. Let's listen to this. Right, 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 right. And then, you know, the um, I guess one of the few bands that I really, really liked from that, you know, the, yeah, that radio station was R.E.M. Because um, yeah. they had... Like they had something that I liked, you know. They had uh, some. They had a lot more soul, you know, uh, more more they melodic did, yeah. and lyrically, you know, idealistic. And so I really liked them. Um, but yeah, anyway. So so I didn't. That stuff was all around. But then, like, I didn't. Yeah. After Janoon, uh, this guy Irfan actually, he had all these tapes for the mm-hmm. the Western bands, right? So, you know, I was always curious about Pearl Jam because Pearl Jam, because yeah. I, was, I was a basketball fan, right? And there was this guy, Sean Kemp from Seattle Supersonics, mm-hmm. who, was a, who was a big Pearl Jam fan. And um, so mm-hmm. there's this, there used to be this show for NBA uh, during the weekends. Yeah. And, you know, they were doing music videos with highlights 
of the uh, the ball players, uh, and the Sean Kemp picked a Pearl Jam song. Like, let's check out um, Pearl Jam. So I was always curious yeah. about them. So when Irvine had all Pearl these tapes, Jam. the first mm-hmm. tape I asked him for was the Pearl Jam Ten album. And I I had a Walkman, walk I kid you not, for, for the straight thirty time. days. <laughs> it was on loop. Oh wow. That so tape was on loop back and forth for 30 straight days. Program. I could not wow. put any other tape in there. Yeah. Because it was, it was haunting. It was yeah. deep. And it was, oh, it was crazy, dude. Yeah, it was. It was that same awestruck experience that nice. I had with yeah. the Vital Signs earlier, you know? So, here. so, so yeah, I mean, that's slowly. Then um, uh, I, I started watching some of these videos, and um, you know, now I'm getting curious about guitar and drums and yeah. these instruments. Oh, now I know what a bass guitar is. Before I didn't, you know, no, because nobody know. really knows. But people who are not into music don't. don't really know what bass guitar is. It does. It does. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like but a regular guitar from far away. Strings. So. I guess that's how <laughs> they want to do it. So here's some uh, some of the yes, top. Yeah. Um, Alternative so, rock bands from the 90s. Hootie and the Blowfish. Collective Soul. I don't remember yeah, getting remember too much that. into that yeah. one. But we had Creed. No, I don't either. Nirvana. They did, they did late tiny. Yeah, Creed came in late, late 90s, I think. I don't know. Alice in Chains was Seattle. Um, that was I crunch. remember Green Day, Weezer, The Offspring, yeah. Maxbox 20. Yeah, Green Day. Um, yep. Offspring, right. That was... Matchbox 20, yeah. yeah that's probably the biggest the, one, yeah. The biggest and one that, that came so out of there. Huge. Red Hot Chili Peppers was another big one. Um, man, there's a, yeah. there's a lot of bands here. So, so now I, I saw these... These bands is something to listen to, something to get by. Yeah. Like I never got addicted to them as I did with Vinyl right? Signs we, we, or uh, Jaguar Pro Jam or Soundgarden. Music. Nirvana. No, no, no. no I'm talking about including Western bands. I was oh, okay, more okay, okay. addicted to towards Pearl Jam and uh, on and Nirvana. You know, for some reason that hit me harder than like That's um, the the Matchbox Twenty or you know the other bands. So. Um, Anyway, so I mean, moving on from there, um, then we had I moved out of Torrance and moved to Corona, and then um, yeah, I wake up one morning and Omer, my brother Omer, he's yeah. standing in front of me with a red cherry red guitar, <laughs> and he's just strumming it. I'm like, I'm like, whoa, <laughs> like what? What is this? It's like an epiphany. I'm like, I had to pinch myself, right? <laughs> Um, but um, so it turned out that uh, my brother Fessel he had a friend who was moving town and he had this thing lying around and nobody using it so he just gave it to him uh, you know instead of selling so you know Fessel just brought it home that's so funny and, yeah so the first thing I did is I had I had a I knew a guy who was a guitar player uh-huh. and he wanted to sell this little amp a practice amp and you know so he just sold it to me for 40 bucks gotta and have that then, amp um, Yep, it was a Fender amp too. So it was, I actually remember it sounded pretty good. It works for Fender. little practice. Yeah, a Fender guitar. Yeah. Was that a Fender? The red one? No, the guitar was. Uh, I don't even know. It was kind of a lame brand. It wasn't. Okay. A big, yeah. But yeah, so I mean, started learning, and then st- internet was on back then, so we were getting all the music that we needed for Pakistan, yeah. and yep. coming across every, you know, Janoon would put out the album, we'd get it immediately, yeah. and then Janoon started doing their shows all over the world. They had, you know, broken big by that time. Yeah, they were so, huge. So by then, I had I, I attended two Janoon shows already, mm-hmm. you know, and one Vital Science show. Yeah. Uh, in in Los Angeles, you know. I never I never visited uh, or I never attended a Vital Signs show, show, but I've seen Janoon a few times, in, yeah. and, and that was only because they would come here for Pakistan Day. That's it. There was yeah. like there was yeah. no other reason for them to be here than Pakistan Day because they're like you know, it's uh, event people will maybe pay money to get in, and I remember my. Well, you- See, this is what happened when Junoon had already broken big in in India and Pakistan. Yeah, or Pakistan at least, because it took him a while to break big in Pakistan too. Did, yeah, 
But when they did, they were still not because LA was behind yeah. in all of that stuff that was happening in Pakistan. They were just getting Bali, uh, you know, Bollywood. I remember back then Bali Sagu was like the biggest oh, thing. Oh, Bali Sagu is and, huge. Uh, the Bangla stuff from uh, Bangla stuff from UK was the biggest thing here. So you can have a party for that, and not even invite an artist. Just have a party where DJ would be playing these things, and it'd be huge. Yeah, you know. So Junoon's first show was in Anaheim, uh, Anaheim High School. And there was an auditorium of, you know, capacity of like maybe 2,000, like a typical high school auditorium. Yeah. And then they probably had 100 people come in. Just 100 uh, people. And just 100 people. So the hall was empty. It was completely empty. And there was just a few people in the seats yeah. uh, that, you know, we were in. But then when these guys started playing, they played like they were playing in front of 10,000 mm -hmm. people. Yeah, so you can see the raw passion, yeah. right? And um, and that's that's you know that sort of things kind of stays with you. Like, okay, okay. You know, this yes. is real. Absolutely, these guys are freaking Junoonies. They're crazy. They don't care. They just care about playing, <laughs> playing hard and loud, and just the music. You know. Yeah. They don't care about the uh, the art. You know, the uh, diva attitudes. No, and, no, no, none of that. It was all about the music. All about so, the music. and that kind of st stuff stays with you. And it's inspiring. Yeah. So. So anyway, so yeah, slowly um, started learning some tunes, got tabs off the internet, mm -hmm. and you know, by that time we were listening to all kinds of rock from you know Western bands, and yeah. so I think the first first Junoon riff that I learned to play was probably uh, Lal Miripat because it was Lal a very Miripat, yeah. easy D chord, uh, you know. Yeah, it was a really easy D chord adjustment. But then the first mm -hmm. Western riff that I played was Enter Sandman, you know, because it was easy. It was very easy to play. And um, a lot of the slower Metallica riffs have, are, have been very easy to play. I don't know if it recorded any of it. Um, it looks like. Are you there still? Well, our buddy has dropped out, and Yo, are you he's there? back in. Hello. Waiting for him to log back in. Okay. Yo, I hear you. Do I hear, hear me? you. Yep. Okay, so I had a message here that says lost connection yeah, server. So my connection is probably not that great. It out. <laughs> I can't figure out the, yeah. the stinging part of it. Yeah. That's weird, though. Anyway, so, um, yeah, Metallica, Enter Sandman, Metallica, a lot of the riffs, the, the slower ones, were very easy mm -hmm. to play. So you'll you'll see that um, Nothing Else Matters, Enter Sandman, uh, The Unforgiven, uh, Fate to Black opening riff, mm -hmm. um, some of those riffs were really easy to play, and that's like a really good place to start learning guitar. Yeah. Uh, Metallica riffs. That's Pearl Jam riffs were a lot harder yes. because they had like multiple guitars mm -hmm. and, you know, a lot more melodic. You know, Metallica's riffs were ah, kind of structured, really... at least from, from that album. Yeah, I think they, the, all the songs that I named for Metallica were from mm -hmm. the Black album. Yeah, because you heard that uh, song forever. Yeah. And then, you know, you look at the tabs that you get from the internet and, you know, once you try and you'll see that it's not that, it wasn't that hard oh, yeah. to play. So it kind of worked out. So yeah, slowly started, you know, doing this. And then um, my friend Irfan, he was, you know, also trying to do something. We'd always like sit down and you know jam a little bit. He only had a, he had a, uh, some experience playing drums before, uh -huh. um, but he didn't really have an instrument. Yeah. Um, so what I did is I went to a garage sale or I, I went to uh, recycler.com back no, then there was no, no. Craigslist yep. remember that yep recycle.com yeah. recycler.com had a, a best classifieds for musical instruments back then that's so funny and um, so I went to, uh, picked up this raggedy drum set for like a hundred bucks yeah from somebody and then when I brought it in then Omer just so kind I of immediately sat on it and away. just started you know started banging away like immediately he didn't really you know yeah have to do much he was kind of natural that's so funny and then Irfan would come over and he he had a lot of experience yeah. playing drums so he was a he was really good pro. so you know we started jamming out that's so funny and then uh ultimately uh 
got a picked up a bass yeah. guitar from somewhere and then one of us would play bass somebody played so we had a we had that thing now around the same time Irfan was uh, also getting uh, mm. jamming with other people uh, who were a lot more experienced he, he, so, and, and you know they were starting to play like Pakistan yeah. and stuff because uh, uh, Faisal yeah f- f- we were friends with Bolero, Faisal right? uh, this guy who was uh, was uh, yeah. yeah Bolero he was from Janay Jamshay's band wow right so he was crafty yeah. he knew everything and yeah. we were learning from him you know he taught a lot of the stuff that I That's know so from funny. him so so him and his friend uh, they picked up Irfan from, and they started to form a band so and that's where like it was just me and a man. Then you guys would come over, or at least you were just coming over, and me and you were, yeah, we were we doing were the just, stuff in the we garage. Started, we were trying uh, to, we know, just setting up that the time uh, too. Yeah. And um, I had some instruments, yep. I guess. I no, I had no instrument, but I had just recording material. Well, I know. I remember before that, even a couple of years before that, when I was learning guitar, I know you came over once with a nice black and white Fender and a big book of. Uh, Pearl really? Jam's 10 uh, album songs of, of I don't Tabs. remember I, ever, ever owning a guitar. I had guitar. that book for a long time. I, you had that. You had that guitar and then oh. you returned it. Um, but the book that you bought, uh, you left it with me. If I had that book for wow, the longest that's time. that's pretty cool. Um, I don't I remember I've, any of that. Yeah, I think I threw it. I never... So that the book that, the book that you brought, the Pearl Jam uh, 10 album okay. uh, tabs... That was a lot more difficult to read because I was all with time signatures. Yeah, and everything. that's a difference, right? The internet right? spoiled us, and we didn't. We never learned uh, how to read music. Exactly, and even though there were tabs, they weren't they weren't sheet music, but it was written proper timing with some of these symbols oh, okay. that I, I didn't get, and I was kind of used to you know doing things by ear, you know. So um, I just continued to do it that way. But anyway, so fast forward to yeah. you coming over and setting yeah. up our garage, and then I had this bass guitar lying around, and a, you know, like oh, we need a bass player. That's so when I that's what bass. you brought. Well, oh yeah, but that's okay. It's like here, um, my brother can do something. You brought it. You brought it. Well, that's one mm-hmm. day, and I said, well, that's a hey, pick yeah. this up. I, no, I remember we were talking. Me, you, and Amanda were talking. Like, oh, who's yeah. gonna play bass? And I don't. Well, that didn't do anything. Like I was, I was always watching him. He was always on the computer. Yeah. And usually at home, I was yeah. like, "What the hell does he this guy do?" Nothing. Right. I'm like, bring <laughs> his ass over, dude. And then when we talked about bass, uh, you yeah, said, "Yeah, well, this will play bass." You, you just volunteered him. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, he, like, he's just gonna play. It. And then he comes in. And he doesn't know, like, yeah. okay, what am I doing here? I'm like, hey, hold this thing. <laughs> I'm like, do this. <laughs> Put these notes. He does it. And then, you know, just like how Omer was on the drum, he, yeah, well, this he was, was natural. And, and he just went up from there. <laughs> and he became a big rock star. And, yeah, that that's the story. That's the starting point of Modesto's yeah. uh, <laughs> rock career. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> it was hilarious. So, yeah, so, you know, um, so we started jamming, and you know the the rest of the story. Where we were trying to set up my uh, parents' garage with like some of these recording, yeah, some recording gear, and then your stuff. brother was involved. He's like, "All right, this is how sound is supposed to be set up." And he had some. Yeah, then he brought bought yeah. this big old subwoofer and big speakers, and and we were spending all this money and <laughs> working and building uh, speaker boxes. <laughs> it was it was fun for everybody. I think. Yeah. Yeah. But, the uh, mixer was a big thing because it's like all so, the sound needs to come through here. I'm gonna hook it up to this computer. Yeah. I'm gonna record. Yeah. So anyway, I'm uh, moving on from there. So I, as, as I was learning more and more songs, we were jamming. And remember that yeah. that really lame story that we have of uh, the 26 songs that we were gonna cover. And we just started referring to it as project, our project 26. 26. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I thought so it was something around 26 songs or was it 26 weeks? I don't remember. 26 songs in 26 weeks, I think. Because <laughs> we were going we to do the, those songs and then we were going to do a show. And we, we yeah. did. We did do a show afterwards. No, we, did. we did do some show yeah. in uh, Zishan's backyard or something uh, yeah yeah my friend Fawad uh, Fawad and Taha 
they're back, Aaron. So, um, yeah, that's what we were working towards. And, um, uh, yeah, so that became the Project 26. I, I asked I asked you guys, like, hey, this is uh, there's no story behind this. You want to just call the band Project 26? And you guys are like, yeah, sure, I don't care. <laughs> None of you yeah. guys cared. And so, like, okay, whatever. Project 26. <laughs> that, was, that was something. Yeah. Like, what happened to Project 25? Yeah. <laughs> I think the attitude was like we didn't really care about the name of the bands because none of the the name of the bands actually were good or made sense. None of them except yeah. for Junoon. Junoon was is the only <laughs> band name that actually identifies with the band's purpose and the music. Well, it beca- it made sense because they were crazy Junoonies. Yeah, they were they would crazy. Play all this music and you know it it stuck. It stuck. So right, right. It's the music that defined their name so exactly exactly yeah. and i haven't seen any any other band that kind of does the same thing uh yeah you know, for for them maybe i mean there could be somebody out there rolling stones maybe i don't know um let led Ze- i don't even i don't even know what a led zeppelin is or what a zeppelin is so <laughs> <laughs> but anyway That's true. So when we learned all that stuff, you know, I, I thought about the songwriting process. I'm like, you know, these are just repeatable chords. So, you know, we can we can do that. Yeah. We can come up with a riff, we probably do it. find mm-hmm. the chord structure behind it, and, um, you know, like, r- r- make a melody on it, you know, write some lyrics. So that's – yeah. so I tried that process and ended up with a, with a song, uh, which was a very def- depressing song. And um, I think I even have the recording that I had you sing on. Um, the depressing the, song, the amazing remorse, and uh, oh, yes, the amazing remorse. Oh my God! Yes, yeah, so I'm pretty sure I have the recording because I lost a lot of my data. So I'll, I'll check if I have the 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 copy that that's uh, your vocals. Yeah, but that was my first that's song crazy, that I wrote, man. and I was Shoot. like, "Whoa, you dude, this is like a, sounds like a real song." <laughs> like, whoa! <laughs> yeah, yeah. How did this happen? It was really easy because I came up with a riff, which is like uh, I'm just picking through these four chords, right? Yeah. That becomes a riff. So now that gives you the chord structure too. Now what you got to do is you got to separate out what's going to be your verse and what's going to be the chorus. So, you know, once you separate that out, then that's the entire song. Now you can put a bridge on it with another chord progression or not. And then try to tie it up with some kind of melodies and that's exactly what I did. Yeah, and it worked. And uh and it all, you know, gelled into I'm like, whoa, is that is that it? Is that how songs are written? Yeah. That's not bad at all. Dude. We can we can do this. Funny. You know? Is it is it on iTunes available yet? No, um the old songs that we did together, mm-hmm. like Amazing Remorse and I have a couple of them. Uh, on my YouTube page, my personal one. Okay. Um, the uh, Lehre and um, Burn, and there's a the couple other ones, the, the Rock War song. and Because um, mm-hmm. uh, you, you, know, you can do is, you know, take the audio tracks out of those and put up, put up in SoundCloud, or you can even yeah. uh, put it on um, uh, on Apple. So I have Apple. a SoundCloud page under a different uh, account. Okay. That's for my the songs that I have now that I'm doing like solo. Yeah. But I can I can add the other ones to yeah. that too. I don't so mind. how's the yeah. solo how's the solo uh, music career going? I saw you created so a page. The, the reason you have a to good following? Like, so between me, Omer, and Mudassir, yeah. right? Um, we tried to do a lot back in like from 2006 when we recorded our yeah. CD, the four songs that we recorded. From then till at least 2010. Uh, we were we were trying to do a lot of work, you know. We were improving. We had that uh, big break with uh, when we opened for Outlandish, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know some of these things. And we got a, c- a couple of interviews and in, uh, pod- people's podcasts and yeah. stuff. Um, but you know, I had uh, some issues with my career. You know, I wasn't doing too well, and that's you know that's um, that's the thing when we when we start talking about hobbies. Uh, that's it something is. important to talk about for because for me, um, music started to become something bigger. Like I don't understand how you can keep it as yeah. just a hobby. No, I, do, I know. Um, because all hobbies eventually take more time and more you, time, and now you're. 
You're doing it. And then the music has that thing where it kind of pulls you away from, you know, uh, pulls you away from, tries to pull you away from everything because you get obsessed with it. It kind of just so, you know, and then I think even if you make a career out of music, you still, you know, are anxious all the time. Um, Just because of, I don't know, there's something about it. There's like a whole process of, it's not just, you know, doing things. It's always in your head. It's not just music, right? It's all about, it's all about creation because when you start creating, any type of content. I'm talking about more of the obsessive, obsessive side of it, the obsessive compulsive things that, that it creates in you. Oh, okay. You know, so it started actually started to hurt my career because I wasn't you know yeah. focused on my job, and you know in 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 tech, you know if yeah. you notice, tech people, they even yeah, their hobbies are tech, very true. and that's how they do good in their career because you know they're in front of a computer at, yeah. in the office, and when they come the home they're again. they're still mm-hmm. hacking into stuff. That's how they get better and they're better on the at it. Again. That's so true. Right. I wasn't like that. I mean, I was in the office and I would come home and then I would be on a guitar. Yeah. You know? And um, so career-wise, that didn't really work mm. out for me. Um, so, you know, because of that, I, I was starting to get a little depressed and, you know, I wasn't able to spend enough time. And, you know, these guys are getting older too. They have their jobs and, you know, yeah, we weren't able to get together as much. much. Yeah, so I found this <clears throat> process of doing music just by myself at home, you know, buy yeah. audio interface, connect it up, write your own songs and just, just do it. My biggest thing was that <clears throat> I didn't really like singing because I, I've always like mm-hmm. hated my voice and stuff. Uh, that's why like I had Mudasir singing and, you yeah. know, um, but you know, I was like, you know just what, just it. screw it. Let, just do, do it. it. Yeah. yeah just cares. do it. Who cares? There's a lot yeah. of bad singers out there that are like, you know, are making good songs as long as just try to write songs that are good you know just be a good songwriter and then you know the rest will yeah. take care of itself because because it's that process so, so yeah that process I started creating to... and constantly doing it i mean if you take the example of beatles how did beatles get so good it's because they yeah, yeah. were contracted the, the repeatable no, because, process no, no no listen to this so they were contracted to do um, perform uh, for eight hours every day. So they yeah, did that yeah, for yeah. so many years, right? So they got so good at yep, their yep. material, and that's yep, that's yep. you know what brought them. And everybody was like, "Holy smokes, where did this band come from? You know, did they, how did they come out overnight? Right, Just uh, because they spent so much time in honing in their craft and getting good at it, and." And practicing over yeah. and over and over. But they were honing their craft while, you know, yeah, exactly. performing. So they were living, they were living the life that, even though, like, I know the story, they were, you know, there would be times they would, yeah. they would just eat cornflakes because the, the, the pub that they were contracted with, they didn't pay them crap. You know, they had a, they had given them a, there's a really good uh-huh. movie on YouTube. It's okay. called Birth of the Beatles. So watch that movie when you get a chance. So that kind of goes over that, okay. uh, the early story. So yeah. they were living on top of the pub uh-huh. in a small room. And, you know, they were getting by eating cornflakes and stuff, but they would be playing, like you said, eight hours a night. Wow. Yep. Every night, yep. you know. You you do that and whatever songs you're playing, you're gonna know them from the exactly. uh, back of your hand, basically. Yeah. You can do it in your sleep. So uh, so and, you just gotta do it. There was a enough. song that Paul McCartney came up with. Tomorrow was it, or what was it called? Yesterday, right? Yesterday. So Yesterday. people yeah. say, oh, you know, he's a genius coming up with this song, but what everybody does not know is that he annoyed the shit out of all the people he knew for two years. Because that's the only song he would play. He would just mm-hmm. constantly play that song. Everybody got so pissed out. And he couldn't figure out the ending of it, I guess. I can't remember the whole story, but finally he yeah. did. And then it was a hit. And it was like, whoa, are you a genius? Yeah. No, I'm not a genius. Yeah. I just spent a lot of time singing that song. And, 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 and it was all mentioned, you know, in this book called The Creative Curve. It's like, what is the creative curve? It's like, if you do something long oh. enough, you're going to get so good at it yeah, that people yeah. start thinking that you're a genius. Right. And um, 
So I'm trying to and get there. It's also actually part of the I'm, songwriting process. That, like, like, you start writing a song and um, initially it's and not going anywhere. So you kind of put it from, right, on the back burner. Um, about four, um, and then so you'll see that five years some ago, some bands release a song today, uh, and then you know they'll say, yeah, "Oh, six, I wrote this about, five years five, ago." Five, six years ago, right? Me, uh, me, and my cousins, we five, got together and we did a few podcasts over. You know, we were in different rooms, different states. And we we were able to put out like mm. three four episodes, but the, the process was so so nice. uh, cumbersome. They were like, and then you know, getting the times yeah. lined up, it was so hard. And I was like, and then everything just changed, and there's a lot of things happening. And then so this year, I was like, you know, let's try to get that podcast back. And I was yeah. like, okay. Yeah. They're never going to have enough time and we're never going to sign up, you know, line up because we're three hours apart and all this stuff. So I was, I was like, I'm just going to start doing my own podcast, talking about hacks and hobbies. And I started with beekeeping because mm. that was something new I was getting into. I just finished my beekeeping course yeah. class and I was, I mm. ordered equipment and started getting into that hobby. And sure, I had a lot, a lot of other hobbies mm. as well, right? Photography, filmography and and computers and and so i basically yeah, yeah. was like all right this is gonna be all about hobbies and so like the past 40 episodes or whatever it's about beekeeping it's about cycling it's about woodworking and videography and nice. tips like that and then now what i'm doing is i'm talking to all the people that i've worked with and played with and you know grew up with in the past and i'm bringing them on and talking about okay tell me about how you got into this hobby what is so cool about it and you know yeah, you know yeah. basically reliving the past and bringing you know the process and all that the influences right yeah man you know it's uh you, you hear about the uh yes. the experience yeah and the tra trajectory yeah. of it forward in the years yeah, uh, it's, 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 it's really fun, fun to talk about it yeah. takes you back and you get those same feelings right Gives, takes you back that you were feeling yeah, back then yeah, for sure i'm like oh that's all cool yeah so for now like even though you know things are not the same anymore yeah. it's hard to get together with the boys uh but i just try to do whatever i can yeah. at home just yeah, to keep my to. sanity you know uh, and yeah so yeah and that stuff now i just record at home and you know every now and then sit in front of yeah. camera with acoustic cover a song and just put it up on youtube and soundcloud uh and that's that's living man and still, you know, just father time is right? caught up. Yeah. Kids are getting old. Well, see, see, you don't have yeah. a little baby running around uh, right now, right? I have uh, a little yeah, baby yeah. running around, so. Yeah. Man, I get... I'm over that stuff, dude. I've changed enough diapers. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I could. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I know you got to keep doing that. But it'll, yeah, it'll pass, pass, dude. It'll pass soon. Yeah, no, the kids, it, kids yeah. grow up quick, dude. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. all happens quick. I mean, they give you a lot of white hair on your face, but you know what's, yeah. what's funny is that I've, I've heard they, several they times from my sister and some other people like, "Why don't you dye your hair?" I'm like, why? Why would I dye my hair? What difference does mm -hmm. it make? My heart is still young, <laughs> you know. I'm still doing my yeah. hair. That's yeah. I hear that. I get oh. that too. I just don't want to do it because I don't want to. I don't want to make it a, exactly a, right. Thing I already that have, I have enough to do, things you know? to do. I don't need one more thing to do yeah. for me i have the the process of just trimming the hair and the beard yeah, is, that's bad just enough exactly Let's just leave so, it that, dude. i don't want to have another thing where i have to wake up and you know put stuff in exactly. my in my face i mean color. I, I shave probably yeah. once a week so i let you know i let it go because yeah. you know yeah. i just don't have time just gotta get up get ready get the kids ready get them to school get to work and you know do the day thing yeah, but um, let's hear let's hear one of your new songs or whatever you're playing. Yeah, let's do it, man. So, um, yeah, how many, how many do you want to do? By we the way, do a couple, yeah. maybe can we do a couple? Yeah, all right, awesome. This is a song. There's a there's a person I mm -hmm. met. Uh, his name is Saad Omar, and he's a good he's a great lyricist and. Um, he wrote the lyrics to this song and, you know, he had a few mm -hmm. artists kind of do the rendition for it. And, and this is my rendition. Um, 
I, I, I okay. don't know exactly what this song is about, but it kind of, I think it's kind of about going okay. against the grain and it has a lot of religious, uh, dogmatic religious, uh, yeah. you know, narrative to it. Um, but in a, in, in kind of a rebellious way where, you know, people are so mm -hmm. obsessed with the dogma, um, that they kind of forget the, uh, the, the bigger purpose of spirituality and religion. So, all right, let me see now. I was trying to, I may be a little choppy in the beginning, so I may okay. have to like restart. So it's kind of a rhythmic uh, thing, but okay. One, two, three, four. Cemeteries are empty, the movement's underground. There's no one left for me down in Johnson Town. It isn't art to me and lonely, I'm just a painting on the wall. There's nothing you can do for me. So leave your flowers and be gone. Just be gone. So count me with the lost souls. The wayward bound. Outlaws never found a home. We didn't belong. Didn't belong here, won't belong up there. It will be the last firefighters in hell. Not looking for salvation on a cross or in a crowd. You can leave your emancipation, just leave me in the south. And in the burgundy of there, when the station master calls, the heavens will be weeping when they see their angels fall, see them fall. So count me with the lost souls, the wayward bound. Outlaws never found a home that didn't belong. It didn't belong here, won't belong up there. We'll be the last firefighters in hell. Now we're gone, do not despair. We are the last firefighters in hell. We are the last firefighters in hell. Very nice, very nice. So I have a, I have a, um, there it is. Um, idea. What if you play the next song using your instrument? Yeah. Or your, um, you're playing the instrument. I mean, the, the audio, what do you call that? The, the interface, yeah, yeah. The, the interface? Um, so That's I mean, are we going to get, it, it'll let you we'll, take a minute to set it up. Uh, we'll add it on uh, to it. Yeah. Yeah. Let me, let's do this. Let me put a yeah. microphone because right now it's on my head, yeah. right? Now, if I put it, uh, in front of me, if I there take it off and put it in front of me, I think we might get both yeah. instruments, okay. both the voice and the guitar. So let's try that real quick.
this is pretty good at mean. This is pretty good at mean. I mean, yes, the combination yes, of the voice and is that good enough? I mean, it's probably a little yeah. lower volume, but... Okay. So this is, uh... This is Nusrat Fateh Khan's song rendition by Janoon. song only from Janoon man yeah I never heard it I never heard Nusrat Fateli Khan sing the song yeah yeah there's videos out there and for I'm it. sure he I mean, obviously he did right um, yeah for sure so. hey man thanks a lot for doing this dude this was a, a good refresher man of course of course um, memories, dude. 
that's the idea to you know bring basically jot down what happened in history yeah, yeah. our history what the next on yeah exactly our history right yeah, um yeah. i was talking to uh, to another guy uh, the other day and and uh, it was the first time and he's a podcaster and he's been doing this for like eight years uh-huh. and i'm like how'd you get into podcasting he's like well i thought because he didn't know anything about his parents he's like i want to leave some legacy for my kids uh-huh. so they know something about you know who their dad was yeah you know he just beautiful. had a newborn baby like eight years ago and he's like what if i pass away how's he gonna know who my dad was right so that's beautiful man. Like, that's, that's pretty cool thing. beautiful and um so he he's all he does he's um he's like a life coach helps people with personal oh, development okay. and, and stuff like that so this is his job i mean he's recording hours and hours of audio every day yeah. he's like i love backing up so if you um i haven't i haven't had the chance to post a podcast but um i'll, I'll put the link for his the podcast yeah, yeah, that he posted sure. with sure. me and we had a little conversation this was, yeah. so that was fun but yeah man it was really yeah, good man, this is good i mean this is my first talking. experience kind of like i've, I've done uh, a past podcast as a guest before but yeah. uh, I mean, this was more. This was better because it was kind of back and forth. You know, we were both talked about it our was. stuff. So, I mean, yeah, I might. That's what you want. You, you can probably help me out. I want to at least do some kind of a music uh, podcast and just talk to artists and stuff. You know. Yeah, absolutely, man. That's there's there's all sorts of podcasts happening, yeah. and uh, using you can using software like ZenCaster and Anchor yeah. makes so much easy to publish your podcast. Awesome, um, dude. Yeah, so check out my podcast. It's on Anchor FM, um, and Good that's stuff, what I man. use to Good publish stuff. publish my stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, also, let's, let's talk more. Let's let's see if we can do something for artists' music. Yeah, absolutely. All right.